What started out as an innocent scooter ride to the store ends up being interfered or interrupted by this softball game and uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints special. Now, it's, a, it's something that I should probably start exploring, especially now I have more time on my hands. Um, I talk about jobs and resumes and the repetitive paperwork and information that you have to do when you update your resume. Now do it all again on this other website that you're applying for a job for. Let's do another one. Right now. Right? Uh-oh. Well, we're going to save that one. We got one beer in the fridge. We got a lot of beer here. We got a lot of beer here. I think I had an epiphany here about different types of work, different avenues for work. I need to get I need to cut my own hair, something I learned to do over the pandemic. Skill that I learned over the pandemic. But I'm going to talk in this episode, I'm going to discuss things that really bug me. And then we're going to walk out to the scooters where I've parked my, oh, I've got a fleet of scooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I rent them. Yeah, well, we're going to have this last beer, actually. We have, we have time for one more beer. <clears throat> No, we actually aren't, uh, we haven't been drinking too much today, surprisingly. No, we're too busy creating content. Con- <clears throat> no, I, uh, updated my resume. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's time for a celebratory beer. I updated my resume, uh, for a few hours here. Kind of got lost in it. It's funny, because, like, I can criticize everyone else's LinkedIn profile and stuff pretty easily. But mine, I can criticize mine the most. And I used to be one of those people that thought like, life can't go on unless I'm trading in the market. But I don't really care anymore. I think this entire experience with eBay really has changed my life for the better. I'll give a little, give some crumbs out to the lawyers. You see, Your Honor, he's not really depressed. He's not totally wrecked from this. We've improved his life by withholding our payment to him that he was owed. Oh, here he goes talking about eBay. I'm going to. I'm going to for an entire year. So we're looking at end date of April 6th or 7th, I think, is the projected end date. No, no, I wasn't kidding. Not at all. But I figured if I'm not too busy doing that, I might as well uh, update my resume. Why not? I think I'm going to stay fairly busy once I start filing these things and figuring out what I need to do. It's a little bit distracting, though, here with the car and everything else. So we're going to take a little trip with the scooters downtown, aren't we? I think we're going to go take a little mindfulness break, too. Um, yeah, some time passed here while updating that resume and getting everything situated. But I wanted to talk about jobs, unemployment, uh, inflation, and people who know everything, like myself. There was a time in my life when I took great, great pride in knowing everything. What the hell is that? But I used to love purpose type, like typos on purpose, 
And I used to love saying things like wake up America with multiple exclamation points. All caps, wake up America, exclamation point. You can even spell it whack up, W-A-C-K, and then put a little asterisk, not in caps, as wake. Like, oh no, I caught that, wake. But I thought, why not just sell this GPU locally, safely, locally, and why don't we sell it for cheap? Well, just get some text messages. Who? Okay, who's buying it? We need to, can I send you a link to see if you're a real person? And I was like, I am indeed a real person. No need to send the link. Do you want to buy it? Can I send the link? I was like, oh, just send them. like, why? Like, why did every time, <laughs> every time I list something and there's like somebody there just to try and, like, I, I don't, they can try and steal whatever they want. There's nothing to steal. Like, okay, for example, another example, same day, just a few minutes ago, I was checking my spam email folder, see if I missed anything. I, I didn't, but one of the emails said like, thank, thank you for your payment, your Norton antivirus software, $400, please contact us for a refund. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I wonder if it works though, that now it, it does give you a little bit of panic when you see an email like that, like, thanks for the oh, $400, what? But then it was like, slow down, bling, slow down. You don't have $400 to steal. And if you did, then let them take it fair and square. Hey, they stole that money from me fair and square. No, if I'm gonna keep trading, if I'm gonna get back into the markets, I gotta have at least a little bit of a cushion here. And I'm also kind of curious to see what I could land. I mean, it's been a while since I've really, like really went for it. Um, well, it's been since August of last year um, when I worked at that nightmare job. But if you're a professional recruiter, I know I have a huge fan base of professionals across the world, mainly in the UK. But if you're a professional recruiter, let me give you a few tips here. Okay, so let's say I wanted to be an analyst for Microsoft, for energy, let's just say that, which I was actually trying to apply for just a little bit ago. And okay, so I'm on LinkedIn, it's giving me all these things, it takes me to Microsoft for some energy analyst. And I start filling it out and I get probably like two pages in and I was like, I just spent two hours updating my resume, getting everything right, making it all fit on one page. Should I delete this? Should I add that? I just spent two hours going over like my qualifications, my work history, my education, <clears throat> certifications, honors. And it's incredibly frustrating when I get to a website and it asks me to do all of that all over again. I might have the patience for that if I've been working at the same dead-end job or same shitty nightmare job for months and it's my first time and I've been whittling away at my resume over time and making sure it's current because I've been wanting to leave this job, then I'll probably sit down and do everything all over again. But don't, if everything's right there in the resume, that's all you need. Don't have me fill out page after page after. Is it okay to accept this download from, it's like, no, I'm done. X out of it, quit. We're gonna 
devolve here, I think, uh, technologically. I think all of the two-factor authorizations and stuff, it's probably important now for reasons, but eventually that scam shit is going to take a hike and it's not going to exist anymore. It's just not going to be possible. In theory, in my own opinion. Whether it's society waking up, whether it's America waking up, or if it's just the course of things, natural order of things. Maybe the punishments will be so severe that scam, scam just go away. They just disappear overnight. You know what? This whole eBay experience thing too. I was like, why don't you put uh, information technology security analyst? Why don't you add that to your resume too and throw that on there? Uh, who wants to hire the guy that brought down eBay? Single-handedly brought down eBay, anyone? No? All right. What the hell do I care? I don't care. Bling, you didn't single-handedly take down eBay. You did not single-handedly. Yeah, I did. Well, that was a pretty big project. I mean, I had to really kind of dive into a lot of analytics I don't normally pay attention to. I mean, including like employee experience, employer experience. Harvard Business Review. Yeah, I did. I single-handedly took, took it down. They couldn't stop me. They couldn't keep up. That's a problem. They were outsmarted once again. I mean, the way I see it, though, what's the point in getting a degree with high honors? And what's the point in making the dean's list if... for your second degree? If you have to just fill out page after page of, like, the application shit again. Of your, of your qualifications. When it's right there on the resume. It's, it's all right there on the resume. Check it out yourself. Look, look for yourself. It's all right there. No, I, I truly mean, I think there's going to be a regression in these sort of, like, gatekeepers. You know when, like, old people, a different generation... Sorry for being ageist. You know when advanced aged persons? When they look at not so advanced aged persons and tell them to you just go get a job. Like they grew up in a gen generation that was walked down to the corner market to get a couple of soda pops, a dime a dozen, and while they're at it, they're just like, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Ulysses, can I get a job here? You start work tomorrow at 7 a.m., don't wear a shirt. Is 7.30 okay? Fine, 7.30, don't wear a shirt. And next thing you walk over there in your sandals, not wearing a shirt, 7.30, start bagging those groceries. I'm promoting self-medication, I'm promoting uh, an, an old-fashioned self-diagnosis, self-medication. Bling, before you put those boots on, we've been listening to the podcast and we're a little bit worried. Uh, oh yeah? Yeah, uh, you're not a, you're not a board-certified physician, are you? Uh, no, but... Well, I am certified by the American Board of Opticianry, if, if, if anyone cared. That's a lot of achievements. <clears throat> Those are, uh... Pretty cool, man.
And what happened with your life again? I mean, eventually it's just gonna turn into me like, go back and listen to the past six months. Go back and listen to the past eight months. Just listen to the past year. Go, go back and listen to figure it out. Nah, man, I'm sick of this, like, Okay. It's two million or bust, and it's something that I would actually enjoy doing as a profession or bust. It's picking up the pieces as always, and well, I guess that's it. I guess that's my future from here on out. The whole car thing, I mean, that's, I think that's gonna be pretty easy. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty easy. I'm not too concerned about it. It's very inconvenient, but I'll get my car eventually. And then I'll live out of it. And then we'll head over to San Jose. Two million or bust. All right, that worked. And then happily ever after. Your Honor, he's, he's clearly, clearly he's fine. Clearly he's fine. Objection. It's like the first time I ever do that. And everyone just stops and stares, aghast. Uh, objection, go back and listen to the past two and a half years. I can keep it going on indefinitely, infinitely. We're looking at, at, at least April 6th or 7th before I even consider stopping. That's my policy, I don't make the rules. That's my policy. I do make the rules, sorry about that. But I can't, look, once I've decided to tell the truth about your stupid company for an entire year, then that's what I'm gonna do. You signed the user agreement when I, you allowed me to sign the user agreement. Did you not read the user agreement? My fan club over here, hey guys. No, it's, it's kind of surreal sometimes looking at these people play soft, these, these people. It really is a little bit surreal watching them play softball here. Because, I mean, I used to like organize this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I did. I used to, not anymore. Well, it's kind of hard. It, it's kind of hard to organize something when you find out it's all a lie anyway. I wonder if I could though. Be like, hey, left field. That was a good catch. You're pretty good. What's your name? Oh, my scooters are still here. I thought maybe they had disappeared for a second. My fleet of scooters. Hold on, where's the it's not here. Well, what do you say we finish this f second segment and let's watch this softball game unfold before us. So once upon a time, I was a good choir boy and I obeyed all the rules and I had no future and no ambition and I was unable to think for myself, much like all the employees at eBay. Oh, can't generalize that many people together without knowing their individual dishonesty and corruption. No, but once upon a time, I was the one like encouraging people and enthusiastic about these types of things. So I can't tell if it's like a singles activity or 
Well, there's not a lot of kids, so it has to be a singles activity. Uh, and I remember racing this girl to my car. Like, after we had done this whole thing, and, and oh, the whole softball game, yeah. And it, it was crazy, because there was, like, girls that I had dated before, and, oh, who's bling dating now? And, like, I can look at this group of people from, from afar with, with my admiration, my admiring eyes. And it's like I'm back to, to 20-whatever year, 2010, 2009, whenever it was. And I used to look at these people, these people, yeah, with... Like, they're out of my league. There's no way someone like them would ever go for a guy like me. There's no way a girl like her would ever see anything in a guy like me. Like, after all the things that I've done, there's no way. There's no anything. I can't... These girls are out of my league. Like, just... There's my fan club. Hell yeah. Just based on my actions, my past alone, I thought I was disqualified and exempt from any sort of relationship with these people and it kind of comes back to what my boss told me like we all put our pants on one leg at a time and then it got to the point where like I was going to the gym twice a day and it's like I, have, I realized much like a resume is on paper like your appearance your presentation of yourself is very important if you want to I wouldn't say, like, excel in life, because, I mean, it helps, but I don't, it's not like the single component for being successful or not. Being attractive certainly helps, and if you're not attractive, like, with your facial features, then you can work on your body and make that attractive, right? Don't try and say that you can't, and don't try and say it doesn't matter, because it does, a lot. There was a there's probably a good couple of years there where I didn't even eat sugar. I wouldn't even eat sugar. Besides, like, natural sugar that's in juice or what, in fru fructose? No, lactose. I don't know. One of those. Just natural sugars and milk and everything else. But not, if it was over six grams of sugar, I would not eat it. I really took pride in how I looked and my presentation, my appearance. I did. Whiten my teeth a lot. I once went to the dentist and he's like, what do you whiten your teeth with? And I was like, Crest whitening strips. He's like, good, it's working. I was like, oh damn, thanks. Thanks, doc. But the truth, the third segment, yeah, you wanna do a truth about the Mormon church? Want to? Get a lot of listeners. A lot of unique, oh. Dude, that guy. Yeah, hey, oh, totally, in, infield home run. Hey, I'm talking about your physique and working out. Dude, that guy freaking cranked one out there and he got to home plate before and they were on that ball too. Talk about an athlete. Now, if I was like that, see how they're cheering him, hoist him up on your shoulders, guys. I should go over there and talk to him. Be like, dude, you just got that infield home run, man. How'd that feel? I should go talk to him, should I? <laughs> I should, man. Uh, he's identifiable because he's going to have this like overpowering confidence emanating from him. So I, I'm pretty sure I can, I'll know who he is when I get over there. But he just, he cranked one out there in left field. 
And by the time they and they weren't just lollygagging around. They were after the ball and they were throwing it back. But he was already here. Home run. Hell yeah. Truth about the LDS Mormon church. Let's go. I mean, sometimes I don't really have a direction when I start these episodes. I think I'll talk about work history and jobs and how annoying it is when you're spending hours updating a resume and making sure everything's just perfect and sounds right and reads right and reads easily and only to find yourself applying for a job at Microsoft. You're three pages into this energy coordinator and it's all right, quit. That's something I can talk about. Frustrating employment issues. The Great Resignation. That's a good podcast topic. But religion and organizations. Um, what would you call it? So, yeah, organized religion, sure. But, like, groups of people that identify with yeah, each other's philosophy, each other's creeds. Mormonism is interesting. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is interesting because it's really the only American-born religion that ever existed. That's not to be confused with religions that exist in the United States and North America. But Mormonism is the only, like, real religion that was born here. It's it's the real like the only real American religion. Scientology, arguably, we won't go down. No, we're not. No, no, we're staying away from that scene for right now until we get really desperate for unique listeners. This dude just launched one and overthrew it. Got a little too a little too ambitious on that one. A too much power on that one. They could learn from the guy who was focused and hit that infield home run. Dude, I should go talk to that guy. But can I give you an interview real quick for my podcast? I'm gonna talk about this presence that you have and the confidence that's emanating from you. No, I used to listen to that podcast, I think it was called From the Mouths of Babes, or it was a Mormon podcast, and I, I used to listen to it, don't get ready guys, pun, here care comes, religiously. And much like eBay has consumed me these days, it used to consume me back then when I had the comforts of, luxurious comforts of a penthouse and a car and a job and a routine, and people weren't stealing from me. It was fine. I was living a good life. I was successful. I was good. I was happy. I wasn't content, I don't think. I think I still wanted something better, which is why I spent the years doing what I've been doing. But it wasn't bad. And I had a big kitchen. But I, I know a thing or two about Mormon history. I'm probably rusty when it comes to, like, specifics. I mean, I could jump back into it and probably get caught up, but... It doesn't seem, to me, I realized, like, it's it's a bit of an obscure religion that only exists really kind of in the United States, but it's more, like, centralized here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I don't have any problems with it, like, as far as, like, your beliefs go, and I certainly don't want to cut anyone down or, like, belittle anyone for believing in something, or... I think South Park made it an entire episode on, like, the truth about Mormons, or, and it, it was nothing like factually inaccurate about it um but it was it was a little bit i don't know it it just felt like it was too degrading towards 
people, but and it's South Park, and it, I think they kind of wanted to make make a splash with it. As someone who's like kind of been through the whole thing, I realize there's a lot of, and I'm not a Mason. I've talked about it in previous episodes. I don't have any experience with Freemasonry, besides just going through a tour of the Masonic Temple here in Salt Lake. But with my time in, in the cemeteries, I've been spending my time drinking in the cemeteries lately, there's a lot of Masonic symbols there. And it was a very popular thing. Um, I even looked into brotherhoods, fraternities, secret societies, guilds, and it was a lot more popular back then than it is now. Um, I think you could probably compare guilds and brotherhoods, fraternities to like chat rooms, subreddits, uh, just things, uh, gaming. If you're part of this team for gaming, there's this want or need that we all have as human beings to, to be appreciated, recognized. I think, well, there's, there's like 16, there's 16 things that, you know, the need for sex, the, the need to be heard, and, and like down the list, and as in marketing, you can appeal to these just human desires, the innate human desires that exist. Um, like to exploit, <laughs> to exploit them for your benefit when it comes to marketing. Marketing. So in a time before the internet, in a time before like information was just so readily available and before you could connect with people so quickly around the world, then it, it only makes sense that these organizations and, and groups kind of spawn forth. But as someone who's been in it, I can talk to you an anecdotally. I, I even went to the um, Sunstone. The Sunstone, uh, um, what are they called? The, the Sunstone Symposium. Symposia? The, the Sunstone Symposiums. <laughs> I, I used to go to the Sunstone Symposia. I listened to Tyler Glenn on, um, oh, what's his name? Is it called Mormon Stories? There's a podcast called Mormon Stories. I listened to to Tyler Glenn's story about that and his experience with the Mormon church and sort of struggling with his sexuality and accepting it and also go like he served a mission and um, I, he's a talented artist Tyler Glenn is uh, I, I couldn't imagine what that's like I, I couldn't imagine what it's like to have like a sexuality that's counter to a religion that you belong to and like a religion it's not you know your friends hang out after work and play softball like this is it's a religion it's something you believe and it's something you're passionate about it's something that you believe in it's a part of you it's your identity pretty much and to com compartmentalize your sexuality I don't know what that would be like. That'd be very difficult. I mean, as someone who has been through it and all, like, yeah, I, I was totally on board with um, chastity until 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 marriage, celibacy before marriage, and 
like that's from my heterosexual cisgender male perspective it's difficult as it is to 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 fight off those urges or feelings or desires i do think that there is a defining characteristic to all that between like the natural man and something a little bit more spiritual and godly I still have some differences with it. I, I, th I don't think it's completely healthy. I think a lot of it causes guilt. Man. I think a lot of it causes some guilt and shame, which creates sort of this need to go back to church and you know partake of the sacrament. And then, you know, you kind of struggle throughout the week again, I gotta go back to church. And so it, it kind of, um, yeah, it creates its own problem. I mean, these days, I don't know if the LDS religion has had, I'm sure it's had an impact on um, my position on pornography. Hmm. But I don't, I don't watch pornography because I don't think it's healthy. I, I don't think it's, I think there's, I think technology has helped us in a lot of ways, but I think that's one of the things that should kind of be off limits in my opinion I think it's well I don't know like I talk about being a camboy and stuff <laughs> like how do I exactly do that but I'd have my face covered and I wouldn't oh, well whatever we'll get there when we get there but like I don't know I don't know I think there's expression and sexuality and I think there's the right to kind of feel how you feel and express yourself in however you want to express yourself, whether it's like an exhibitionist or what have you, um, anonymous. Uh, yeah, I think like with porn technologically, it, it fills a void there too quickly and too easily. When, back in 2008, during the financial crisis, uh, the whole reason why the banks were bailed out or big corporations and TARP money and how Jamie Dimon ended up saving our country single-handedly, he did. That's why he should be run for president in 2024. They used the freight. there's a moral hazard. We can't just bail everybody out who's getting their houses foreclosed on, cars repossessed and everything else that happened related to the irresponsibility of the banks that created these things, right? These instruments for debt. There was the moral hazard, and that was their reasoning. I think this this time around, with the pandemic and, and everything else, I think they're just mailing out checks because they realize that the moral hazard is a lot worse when you bail the banks out and not the people. And that is the real moral hazard. And I, I think there's been some reconsiderations with that. Um, I think Powell was pretty keen on that, to be honest. And another thing about Powell, just on a tangent, all these kids are yelling and screaming. Um, he's the only Fed chair who's not a PhD. And I admire that. I think that's cool. I think that's a good thing. I don't think you should have to be a PhD to hold a position that you have to act when you have to act. And argue about the reasoning for it all. I think Powell did the right decision and he flooded everything with money. It caused inflation, but that's a whole different podcast in itself.
We're talking about Mormonism, the truth behind Mormonism here. Anyway, Mormon stories with, his name is John something, but it was Tyler Glenn. And so I, I used to listen to those podcasts pretty religiously. And I think porn does kind of the quick accessibility to like anything your heart desires. It kind of kills that drive, I think that, I don't know, I don't know. So there are values and there are things that I can admire about the LDS church and Mormon religion. Uh, but again, it's someone who's kind of been through it all and had a, the experiences. <clears throat> I thought about, I thought about different topics for this podcast. Um, and that was one of them. And I had kind of a unique experience because yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it yet. I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah, but anecdotally, I can say if you're not the one that pays tithing, then nobody cares about you. And that's not an assumption. It's not... Um, a misplaced idea or misdirected idea it's not excusable with well the church is perfect but the members aren't some members aren't I've seen somebody use like the church's might you could say there um, I've seen someone use like the church's charity for their own purposes, for their own bad intentions. You know, I've reached out to like my local you know, lay clergy who have no experience with social work or um, counseling or anything like that. They're just inspired by the spirit. I I've felt their judgments. And it's not, I guess it's, I mean, it's culture. It's it's. Can you blame them? I don't know. Yeah, kinda. If they if they claim to be inspired, you know, divinely inspired, but their actions aren't supporting that divinity and that inspiration. Like I, I can't. It's just like everything else. If it's wrong, I'm not going to subscribe to it. I don't know if I'm going to just chop it down. And it, Joseph Smith used to go scrying and looking for buried treasure and just digging around and just aimlessly digging around saying, oh, we're just a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And a bunch of witnesses have seen these plates, but nobody else has seen them. Um, it, it just seems kind of, it's a bit far-fetched with the Masonic rituals and the similarities and Joseph Smith was... It's a different... We'll get into another segment later tonight, I think. The truth about Mormonism. We'll, we'll get it going. But yeah, I've had, a, I've had my experience. I've been through it. <clears throat> Mine is a little bit unique because... I'll talk about it when I talk about it. But we'll explore it a little bit more here. Thanks for listening.